0: Hi, I'm Paul Westsells, President and CEO of Western Copper & Gold. Uh, Western Copper & Gold is developing the Casino Copper Gold Project up in the Yukon. Uh, we've been developing this for about a dozen years, but really the excitement's been the past couple of years, and that excitement continued last year and into this year coming up. And so I'm really excited to uh, be talking to you, Matthew, and always an engaging conversation when we get together. Oh, I wish you were bit more sincere than that <laughs> um <laughs> go on i had my favorite
1: big company uh conversation look um good news um rio have con- completed um the, the was what was it about six million bucks they put in yep
0: six million was invested yeah yep. So where's the, where's that take them to where's they going now? Yeah. So they're, they're sitting uh, a little under 10%, uh, so a 9.7%. And yeah, I mean, obviously in this market, $6 million is something that everyone's excited by, but really what's more exciting to, to me is, is the new agreement that we have with Rio Tinto. So the agreement that we had previously with Rio Tinto was really about their evaluation of the project. So they came in, they took a look at the project. We did a bunch of work together. They like what they saw, so the new agreement is really about collaborative work over the next period. And that collaborative work is focused really. There's there's four areas. One is on permitting, just making sure we understand permitting and everything needs to be done there. Port, uh, which I think we'll be talking about here a bit later. Power, which is a big thing, and 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 we should touch on that. Uh, and then the last bit is is process improvement and and uh, project improvement, and so. Because they, I mean, Rio Tinto had 400 people within that organization looking at our project over the past two and a half years. They've done a lot of work. They're sharing that work with us. So we're, right now, that's what we're doing. We're reviewing that work, seeing if there's some additional optimizations we can bring into the project. Well, let me try and understand something.
1: Obviously, oh, Ken just left, you know, back in October. Um, yep. Is this a, was that a case of, well, well, why? Was it a case of Rio trying to, you know, reverse themselves in into more of your decision making or what 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 went on there? Uh so
0: I mean Ken we let Ken go. Um so I mean that's what happened there. And and I, I to be honest, I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh it just, you know, I mean these things happen. He's a great guy. I've got a lot of respect for Ken, but it, it wasn't the right fit. Um and yeah, I mean, earlier this week we we added in a guy by the name of Paul Hosford, so sort of strengthening that engineering team. Paul, I mean, Paul, if you look at the last so the last two copper mines that were built in Western Canada was Red Crest, but Red Crest was used equipment, a bit of a you know a, a different sort of project. And then Mount Milligan. I mean, Paul built Mount Milligan. We're super excited to have him as part of the team. He brings you know a really good skill set in into the project, and you know he's going to be complementing Cam. Cam's retiring, but he's like one of those old engineers. Uh, I think you know he's in his late seventies. <laughs> It's like, I talked He's to not him yesterday, going. he was like, if we got to do this, we got to do this. He's not retiring. But, so yeah. we're, we've got a strong engineering team. Like I said, step one, we actually had our kickoff meeting uh, last week with Rio. We went through all of the, the potential optimizations that they'd found, and we're going to sort of bring those to ground. Okay, okay. Y- yeah, he, he won't go anywhere.
1: Uh, but <laughs> that's for sure I'm um, I, okay I, I, I get it you're gonna kind of got to change and evolve to to kind of suit the stage of the project and yeah okay that that that's that's your decision. um but more importantly I guess people looking into this thing you have seen that this sort of accretive growth in the share price it hasn't been 5 bag or ten bag or whatever people like to like to you know, jump well, up and depend, down about depend, these days. That's when you bought, if you if you bought when we were well, twenty. Well, I know, so. but I, I, I'm going to go from, from, from 2020 to now, you know, um, from yeah. March 2020, which is mm-hmm. a kind of real kind of low point of the past few years for everyone. But, you, you know, yeah. it's, it's my steady growth. So there's no, no complaints from yeah. me on, on that. But it's also a big project, and there's very few big projects that people are looking at. Now, Rio seem to have their hands, arms, and legs kind of wrapped around this at the, at the moment. And, and I guess what people are looking for is that kind of you know step change where they go full board committed to this project, where they make a decision. So again, back to this this most recent commitment, I get the collaborative bit, I get the lots of people looking at it, but what's the what's the decision that they're going to make next, which is going to give the market something to look forward to?
0: Yeah. So I mean, when we negotiated the new agreement with them, most of the the agreement was about you know what what's next because I mean obviously one one of the criticisms is like is Israel just sitting there are they gonna sit there on the sidelines and watch you guys do this and you know they got sort of this free option that people talk about on, on the project and you know we were very very clear with them like look if that's what you want to do that's you know be honest and open with us about that and, and we'll set an agreement with you that makes sense from from that perspective that's not what they, they said no look we we it's really important to us that we hit, and we call it the three P's, the permitting, the port and the and the power, we can get those, you know a little bit further advanced, then we can talk about a more serious investment. And so we talked about the timeline for that and the timeline for that. You know we said, look, it's going to take us about a year to make that happen. So the agreement is 18 months. It's only 18 months, and the idea is that we're going to be laser focused on those those three P's as a, as well as the process optimizations and you know sitting down a year from when we were sitting down last time which was lme week when we first started talking to rio so the lme week 2024 sitting down with them and it'll be okay here where here's where we are on these things you know are are we are are, you know right now we're dating the question is is are we going to get married right so Blah, blah, blah. see. There's another question, yeah. uh, but we'll leave that. <laughs> yeah. um, just on just on the
1: terms of again this collaborative word that you use. Yeah. Okay, Mitsubishi's somewhere in the background. Yes. Well, Mitsubishi materials. We should talk about Mitsubishi because that's so,
0: part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. No, I mean, Mitsubishi is, I mean, so part of the work we're doing right now too is is really work that Mitsubishi uh, is is critical for Mitsubishi to make up for their investment, and it's really around concentrate quality. Uh, you know, the Mitsubishi Materials, which is the group that has 5%, a little under 5% now, of of investment in the company. That's what they're focused on. So our agreement with them is to look at that. That work's being done. But, you know, what's nice now is that our agreement with Mitsubishi, our agreement with Rio, both expire essentially around the same time, which is, so Mitsubishi is in March 2025. Uh, Rio is in May 2025. So, you know, at that, before that, obviously, we need to come to an agreement about how we move forward together on the project.
1: Because I mean, no one kind of really sits on a big chunk of this yet. And I'm just wondering: to do, does everyone move forward together? Do is there a kind of agreement um, that you know one party takes all? I mean, what what's your expectation? Or what do you think the, need, the the needs of the company are going forward in terms of you know, getting that commitment in terms of time frame? I know you got a bit of money. Which is yeah. great; gives you optionality. Mm-hmm. You know, other people are spending their money on this too, so that's all good. But there comes a point where this just, you know, drags on and on until, well, I guess people are just keen to sort of see some sort of
0: decision where there's where we see an uptick. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're looking to to improve share price, and so yeah, I mean, so if we look at the next number of years, there's two ways. I mean, other than. You know, acquiring other projects—all I mean, those things—but within the pro, the company as it stands now, and within the casino project, there's two ways that we're creating value. One is to potentially sell the sell the company, right? And and that's been probably the sort of the baseline that people's expectations have been built around. And you know, it, unfortunately, that the Rio Tintos and mid species of the world—they're not. They're not fast movers like the gold industry. They're, they're slow, they're cautious, they want to see significant de-risking, and, and that's what we're working through with them. The other way that you create significant shareholder value is to get this project permitted. So that, I mean, we've put together a team. We've now, like as I announced earlier this week, we've strengthened the engineering part of that. And, and you know the other part of bringing on Paul Hosford, he also brought that Mount Milligan project, was involved with that through the permitting process. He knows that very, very well. And so <clears throat> that's another part of what we're doing. And then the third part, I mean, back to the ownership. I mean, we've got Rio purposely a little bit under 10%. We've got Mitsubishi under 5%. There is not significant control over this project by any of those majors. We're very active in terms of other conversations.
1: That's where I was going. That is good. Competitive tension. Okay. Um, can, I, can I? Can we talk about the the... the I'm probably about two years out with this meme. You talked about being laser focused. So laser eyes on um your three Ps.
0: So um permits, what's the timeline on that? Yeah. So permits, I mean, last September we got what we're called or better called our final ESC statement guidelines. Really big multi-twisting words. But what that means is here's a list of what you need to submit. So we got that September. We have our marching orders from the regulator. Right now we're we're beginning to sort of march through that. So we think that we can get that submitted, you know, around the end of this year is is sort of what what we're we're targeting for that. And you know, then we're into the process. And once we're into the process, it's three years to get to get through it. And so that's obviously a longer dated amount of work. It's also, you know, I'll be honest, it's it's not uh, an insignificant amount of money to to get through that. So I mean the timing is good. You know we can get that application in, and you know hopefully, like I said, I mean we're going to be sitting down with with Rio and Mitsubishi at near the end of this year before obviously our, our agreements expire and say talking about what's next. So those are the sort of key things on on the permitting front. And are, did they leave you to do that, or yeah, are they going I mean, to get involved and, with that? Right. So, but this is an important thing to. I mean, what does this collaborative thing mean with Rio? So. Why is that important and why am I harping on that? Why that's important isn't, I mean, obviously from a technical perspective, it's great to have their technical input into the project and that's happening. More importantly, large projects, I mean, you know, our casino project is gonna be the largest critical minerals project in Canada. We'll talk about power here in a sec. Power, you know, it's important for everybody, including ourselves and including Rio Tinto, that we can identify a green power source for, for the casino project. That's well underway. And the idea is to connect the Yukon grid to the BC grid. To make that happen, this is about politics. It's about influencing governments to make this happen. So, where this collaborative agreement is exciting for me is that when we talked to to Rio, when we met with them at the end of last year, we said, Look, I can, I mean, you know, Western Copper and Gold, myself, I can go to Ottawa and and push this really hard. But you know what's really powerful is if you're standing, if Rio Tinto is standing next to me while I'm making these arguments to, you know, get green power to the Yukon, you know, line up the the the, the port and then make sure that that's secure. And so that there's agreement on that. And so we're working collaboratively on those um, issues as well. Okay. Okay. I and
1: mean, when like I say we'll come to port and power in a second, yep. but um, just stick, sorry, just sticking with this. So they, they, they will sit beside you in the room, but do they put their hands in their pockets and help you with what you describe as not insignificant? cost over the next three years to deliver that document.
0: Yeah, I mean uh you know we're I mean that six million dollars is is a key part of that. Uh you know we're is it enough? Is I mean it's probably not enough to get all the way through, but you know it's it's and and you know we're in this market, as you everybody is well aware, you know, cash is king. You know, we do not want to get we do not want to run our reserves down to $2 million in the bank. And uh, you know, we well, can trust me with, you know, we'll, we'll be able to raise money. So we're being very, very cautious with that money right now. And so when we push, I mean, right now we're, we're setting up to get into permitting or reviewing these project optimizations that were identified by rail, the next step is to go in and push hard on the permitting front. We're not going to do that until we're fully, you know, ready to go in and make that happen. As in, you're sure that Rio's ready to move forward with you? I mean, we, we have that commitment at this point in time.
1: Yeah, But not all the way, right? You've got a commitment to move forward, but not you don't know to, to what point. And I, I guess that's what I'm saying. You don't want to spend money if you're not certain that you've got the partner who'll be with you so at the end. You don't want to start a, a, a process of spending money if someone sort of you know checks off. So um, yeah. I mean, no, these collaboration and, and and conversations, and, we're on. No, right.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we've got we're, we're going through the project optimizations, we're finishing this work off with Mitsubishi. We want to make sure that we have a surety with Rio and with Mitsubishi in terms of moving forward. Okay, got it.
1: Um, let's move on to ports. So uh Yukon government have approved just over twenty-one million bucks. Um, on on the port of Skagway, is that what it's called? Skagway, yeah. Skagway, okay, Skagway. Um, So are are they doing that for you, or is that just something that you may be the beneficiary of?
0: Yeah, I'm just the beneficiary of that. I mean, so if you look at, I mean, the Yukon is a landlocked uh, territory. Well, I guess it's officially, I think you can access the Arctic Ocean from the very top of it, but practically it's a landlocked uh, uh, territory. So... um, historically mineral exports have gone through Skagway. And so what's happened at Skagway is the ore terminal, the ownership of that ore terminal has, um, transferred to the municipality of Skagway and Skagway is redeveloping that, that facility. And so they're redeveloping it. There's a lot of cruise ship, uh, traffic that comes through that, you know, it's a broad facility. Uh, so that's the key thing that they're looking at. What the Yukon government did is said, Hey, can we make sure that we can continue to have ore export through this? So there's it's called the Marine Services Platform. They've committed twenty one million dollars to the, the municipality of Skagway to essentially lock in that access um, for ore export, for import, for a number of services. But important to us is they'll obviously the ore export.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So that's that's really cool. Um, and then green power. Now the Canadian government has been stepping up. They are putting their hands in their pocket with lots of green initiative, credits, um, you know, across the board. How, how do you, again, We're sitting with Rio or Amosabishi, hopefully, and how do you become the beneficiary of, of either some of that money or their ability to give you access to, as you say, the, the, the grid, as it were, on good terms? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, right now, I mean, the project looks to use LNG to generate our electricity. Which, you know, works well, but obviously is not as green as we would like it to be. I mean, the goal is to create green copper. And so and, and that's Rio's goal as well. So, you know, what we've committed to is working with them to identify a credible, a credible path to to green power on the project. The good news on that is that the Yukon government is already started on that because the Yukon's running out of power. They've got no power. They're they they're literally last year they bought five rental diesel generators. These are like these shipping containers with diesels and they just keep stacking them up, putting the jumper cables on them and the and, uh, well, way they go. Um, so they're running out of power. So the, the, the best solution which has been identified is to connect the, B, the Yukon grid to the British Columbia grid. That is well advanced. I mean, the conversations have happened between the Yukon government, the BC government. Uh, there was actually a meeting with Minister Wilkinson who's the Federal Minister of, of Natural Resources uh, last week that was the key that was I think, all they talked about what um, was um, you know moving that great connection forward so the Yukon government has applied for money, money through what's called the Critical Minerals Infrastructure Fund which is ident- which has been uh, announced by the federal government expect that money to come forward here um, mid year that's step 1 the engineering starts the you know consultation starts that's going to happen, it's just making sure that it happens, making sure that that gets advanced, and that's where that partnership with Rio is very key. Because like I said, you know, I mean, they're a big investor. I mean, they have a little less than 10%. They're okay. I mean, and they recommitted. You know, they went from under 8% to, you know, now close to 10% with that last investment. I mean, they are, this is an important project to them. And they want to see it go forward. They want to see it go forward with green power that completely aligns with with our interests as well.
1: Do you think the technical risks, you know, of this project have been negated? What's well, I guess that they never are, but in the minds of the institutional investors, obviously Rio is still here. They continue to to be here. The conversations continue to move move forward. Is that a conversation which happens? Like I know Fidelity are in it. They've got more than Mitsubishi, but. Um, you know, Kopnik and Franklin and other other institutional investors. Do they go? It's big. I used to worry about that, not so much now. Technically, I, I think there were some questions, so but not now. I mean, what 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 is the conversation when you when you're trying to attract more institutional in, in investors on board? What what, what are
0: they heading you with? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, in terms of the, I mean, this as you know, I mean, we've been developing this project for a number of years we had a a technical execution plan that we had on the project i mean the thing that's nice now i mean so let's think about rio's investment as an example they did a whole bunch of diligence and then they made their initial investment then they did another two and a half years inside the tent diligence and then they invested another six million dollars and you know renewed that investment i mean there's the diligence i mean you know, they understand the project. They've signed off on the project. Same idea with Mitsubishi. So we're not talking about the technical risk on the project. The risk, of course, is on permitting. And and I'm, the thing I always say, look, the permitting risk, what's the risk that the project doesn't get permitted? Very low. You know, I would say close to 0%. The risk is that the timeline, it gets extended. And, you know, we've already, and this is why it's important that we, you know, work with Rio Tinto work with the federal government, work with the territorial government to make sure that this thing actually moves in an efficient manner through the regulatory process.
1: So so, ha- so help me with um, something. So you, obviously Rio Cana came in hot and heavy initially with 25 million bucks. Um, since that's it been a couple of million, six million. What, what's the kind of slowdown? Is it because they can't deploy the capital any quicker to do what they want to be doing? There's no need to spend big bucks, not a lot more drilling to do. Is it because you don't want them to go over the ten percent mark and retain control of that kind of conversation, like better attention conversation? I
0: competitive tension conversation? What, what, how should people read that? B. <laughs> we don't want them over ten no. percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. it's very simple. I mean, we don't we don't want them over ten percent. We don't want them plus Mitsubishi to be over twenty percent. You know, these are important things. I mean, it's great that. I mean, let's take a step back. We've been talking about Rio and you know they, they've been a great partner they're great to work with. however, they're very very slow you know they're not known for necessarily going out and writing big checks I mean they're they're very very frugal with their money. So as I said from on on the onset, our other key focus here is getting some other people to the table right and they're not going to come to the table with Rio Tinto with 19 percent of the company right okay. So, so
1: understood, and, and obviously Mr. bish as yes, we've discussed, it, is, is there, in, in, there in the background as well. Um, so, so okay, what, what, what I think, what I'm trying to say, it's like um, you're managing the process, but it, it, it kind of it kind of feels like you've got to make a decision quite soon. And but you'd, you don't appear to be in a rush. It, it feels like, do you, know, do you know what I mean? It, it, it's like. The potential is all there. You've de-risked it technically. You've de-risked it in terms of the partners have de-risked it technically for you. And you, but you've you've got to go to go through this three month three year permitting process. You've kind of you know you've got you and you and that's critical to you know how you go about this. You're going to need the government to spend a little bit of money. Um, it, what does the next two three years look like in terms of? Announcements, conversations. You know what? What are you? What are you guys actually doing?
0: Yeah, and I mean, and, and you got a good point. I mean, you know, what's going to be in the, what's going to be the most exciting announcement this year? The most exciting announcement for us this year is going to be, hopefully, the Yukon government getting funding to kick off that grid interconnect work. Right. Okay. You know, me me submitting my my ESE statement. It, you know, it's an important milestone. And and that's the challenge of of of, of permitting. But I mean, why I think people should be excited about our. I mean, I'll be honest. Right now, it's it's a great deal. We've got you know lots of money in the bank, and you know, if you look, how much how much are you sitting on? How
1: much? So I mean,
0: we we should end the year around twenty eight million. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a very nice, and I'm you're
1: kidding. not you're not exactly burning burning through that, ripping through that at the that, moment. So I guess that's the good news. But but here's the thing, because you kind of got you kind of got this period where you kind of um, going through the, the your final hoops to Pardon the phrase, paperwork, as it were, the admin that needs to be that needs to be done, and then you then comes the conversation with Rio and et cetera about how they choose to engage with you, and then there's well we've got to get to a point where we can make a you know all the economics are understood clearly by everyone and you know can you get this thing built In which case that's a big balance sheet number required at that point have you guys checked out have our have the shareholders of this company checked out they we're not waiting for that kind of swan curve depressed
0: period of you know, waiting to see if the money's there and how much it costs etc yeah i mean where where we see I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you're talking about our investors. So, I mean, some of our investors are like negotiate a buyout with with Rio or whomever, and you know, get some competitive tension, get the best best deal. Others are like, please don't sell, because if we get this project, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this is a very economic project. Good relationship with indigenous groups in Canada. If we large copper gold project. If we get this project permitted, which is not an if, it's just plowing through and getting it done, we should be trading at a significant premium to where we are right now. And yeah, but we it's a waiting the time. But, but what's your message though? Pushing though? for that.
1: But what's the message? You say, look, look, you're in this for five years, guys. But I tell you, the upside is either this is the one of the largest annuity streams of cash and dividends, that's, you know, at some point when it goes into production. It is a big capex number, but in relation to the scale of the project, not really. And we've kind of got people at the dinner table whose balance sheet can't more than cope with that. We just need to come along for the ride um, between now and then. We've got sorry, we've got stuff to do, but we will, you know, come on for the ride. A bit 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 facetious, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's so it's not a case of look, don't worry. This this time next year we're going to be rich. It's it's a case of look, you, you got to know what you're getting into but it's potentially one of the biggest projects in, in Canada.
0: At the, right at a, now on the books, yeah. it's the largest. It will be the largest copper mine in Canada. I mean, there's right. there's other projects that could get developed that are larger, but, but it will be the largest copper mine in Canada. It'll be the largest critical minerals project in, in Canada. And, so um, let's talk about you copper. Know, this is why. I mean, why why is Rio Tinto invested?
1: Yeah. So let's talk about copper. Let's talk about copper. Okay. <laughs> there's gold everywhere. Not a lot of copper. Um Around and a lot of not a lot of copper projects getting into production and not a lot happening in mean, jurisdictions some, some where it's production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Um, but so let's talk about why Rio's interested in copper, why we should be interested in copper because you kind of had an okay year this year, kind of bounced around, you know, just below four bucks most of the time. But why is the future going to be any, any different?
0: I mean, you know, the, the copper story is it, it's the easiest story out there, right? I mean, it's it is, as we look at the energy transition, as we look at electrification, lithium, maybe, nickel, maybe, copper, absolutely no replacement, no other alternatives than copper. So we know that that demand for copper is coming. It is absolutely coming. And, you know, as you said, I mean, I mean, how many gold juniors do you have on your show versus the copper juniors? Probably 10 to one. Something like well, that, well, well. One. I think
1: gold. Gold is fifty percent of the market, right? Fifty yep. percent of the companies out there. Gold. Well, except for the ones who've uh, suddenly become lithium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <companies. Or> cannabis. I <laughs> guess <Longest> cannabis.
0: <laughs> okay. But generally, fifty percent. Where copper is, yeah, yeah it, it may only be five percent. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's the nature of the deposits. They they tend to be larger. They tend to be few and far between. But I mean, again, getting the size, getting the quality, I mean, you know, as I said, this is a project now that has been technically reviewed by Rio. They've continued to continue, increase their investment, technically reviewed by Mitsubishi. You know, they, they made their investment. I mean, it's just moving this project forward. And, and, you know, I mean, I think you you brought up a good point. I mean, the big win is getting this project through the regulatory process and permitted. But along that route, you know, we... There's a lot of different milestones. We we have purposely not signed on with Rio and Mitsubishi for these lifetime sort of commitments. You know, they're a year and a half, and then we review things and say, hey, you know, is 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 this the right business model to move forward, or is there something else? So there's lots of opportunities along along this road that we're moving forward, where there could be there could be a bio. We're working for with. Know a number of other talking to a number of other companies to potentially invest as well, and you know the copper market is is just so small and there's such a dearth of large quality projects in good locations, and that's exactly what we have.
1: Right. Okay. I'm sure we could talk about the the copper market at nauseum, but I think we, we violently agree. There's a huge demand wave coming coming down down the line, um, and that supply demand gap is is, is getting looming and getting
0: bigger. i um, I mean, the real question is, is why isn't copper $5? And because if you look at the supply and demand fundamentals, you look at the inventories, you look at all those sort of typical markers, they suggest that we should have five, $6 copper. The only thing holding it back right now is that people are worried that China's growth isn't quite as robust as people thought it would be. I mean, all it's going to take is a little bit better growth out of China and boom. We're going to see like a, appreciation.
1: I, I agree. I agree with you. I, I, I don't think it's as bad as, as as people had thought it was going to be. But we also it'd be nice to see that uh, Europe and the US actually getting their money out and actually spending it on these infrastructure projects, which have been promised um, at the at the rate that they said they were going to. But I guess with the uh, next twelve months of sheer entertainment um, with the elections <laughs> in the US, it's very unlikely people. Are, Either, either uh, the Biden's going to spend h- hard and heavy, or people are going to be too distracted. We shall wait and see what the outcome is. But look, um, Paul, I'm Paul. I appreciate you coming on straight. As, as always, we don't speak enough, um, but always enjoy it when, when you do come on. And uh, good to hear you moving things along nicely. Speak to you soon. Very good. Thank you.